Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built said mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations and community rules, remind you if you're interested in picks and projections on every game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost is at a $1 a day, gets you the A-plus play of the day every single day and all of the A-grade picks, the A-plus play of the day, entering as of this moment right now, 14% ROI on the season, up 24 units. The A-grade plays, which include that, up 46 units. Uh, get you all the extra total plays that don't cover on show. Those are at a 12% ROI right now. Um, you know, I cannot recommend it enough. I Like I said, I believe that the... Under a dollar a day will be well worth your investment. I can help you make it back in no time every single month. And then you'll get access to the Discord. We have a lot of fun there as well. Uh, talking about other sports, all the playoff stuff right now with the NBA and the NHL and golf and car racing and tennis and all sorts of fun things over there. So again, sign up link in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. Uh, you know, as as much as I want to take credit for that Oakland victory, um, even that they won the way they won was really surprising. Uh, we talked about it, it was a terrible spot for Atlanta, the late game and that travel. I mean, that was just set up perfectly like for Oakland if Oakland was gonna go one in 161 this year it was that was like the one to win right uh but even then the way they did it was still surprising and they they even had a couple chances bases loaded that they didn't score earlier could have scored even more so you know it, it just goes to what we're always talking about that we assign probabilities to the events I use my model to do that you can use that with other information other people's models but the right way to sports bet is to assign probabilities to these money line outcomes if they were to happen a hundred times, a thousand times, what percentage of the time do different things happen? And obviously we looked at Oakland when we said, if they play that a hundred times, the A's don't win at 50, you know, because the Braves are a much better team. Um, but we know there are a handful of worlds where they play that game in Oakland one and they did. And so that's that long-term view that I talk about that. There's no way to project exactly what will happen in any single game. We just kind of say, Hey, based off the price, this is a smart long-term investment. That's our mantra around here. Always shopping around as well, getting good prices. There's a couple links to some books if you don't already have accounts with them in that show description if you're needing better baseball prices. Um, but we're, we're, we're always about making smart picks, betting smart numbers. As long as we're doing that, the good luck and the bad luck will balance out in the long run like it has so far this season, and we just got to keep on keeping on. In other words, please understand the good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit the like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and MLB or college football content that this channel provides. The way I do picks here, A grade money nine plays will return us four units. That is the risk plus win will equal four. For the Bs, it'll add up to three. The totals are flat bet. You can see all of that information on the screen. 
and the banners at the bottom, but with the scaling and with the picks, with everything, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Got a few afternoon games here on Wednesday. I'm going to start off with the aforementioned Braves and A's series. Braves are minus 217. I'm going to go ahead and lock that in as a B great pick right now. I could be wrong. Uh, was wrong on Tuesday. The Cardinals price, like right after I recorded, dropped, you know, 15 cents and fell into A grade value territory. The same thing could happen here. A grade requirement, according to the model, is two, oh, minus 207 for the Braves. So we're a dime away from that now. I, I don't know. Favorites tend to get more favorite or as we get closer and closer to the game. So you never know what's going to happen um, with these numbers. But, you know, if it always does get to a better price, you can always add a little bit more to it based off of the value proposition. It doesn't make it more likely to win. It just means that there's better value. So you just want more of your eggs in that basket because it's going to pay off at a higher rate of return with the same risk that you had uh, before. So if it does drop a little bit in the lower 200s, we up that to an A grade. But for now, minus 217, the Braves are a B grade. I'm comfortable locking it now, basically risking two to win one, more or less. Um, the, the key thing that I want to talk about here, especially after the A's did get that win on Monday night, is we don't want to enter these games saying Oakland won Monday. There's no way that they can win two out of three games in this series. It's not true. Uh, that's literally what's known as the gambler's fallacy. It's the idea that you look at a roulette wheel and say, there's been five reds in a row. There's no way the next one's red uh, or the flip of that red's hot. So if red's going to be red, right. And, and hopefully you can kind of see the, the idea with the roulette wheel, how silly that sounds, but it's the same thing with sports, especially in a sport like baseball, where you have different starting pitchers each day. The A's could absolutely win all three of these games. Is it likely? No. The fact that they won the first one, though, doesn't affect the probability that they won the second or third, other than potentially the small bit where we do talk about better relievers going when you have a lead trying to protect it, weaker ones when you don't. That affects things a little bit, but we're talking at the that's rounding error. I mean, we're talking half a percent, one percent maybe. The fact that the A's have used their quote-unquote better relievers, I mean, all of them are pretty terrible, to be honest. The Braves didn't, right? So their better relievers are rested because they didn't have to pitch Sunday either. You know, so that, that helps them a little bit, I guess. But again, you're talking at the margins here. The, the bottom line is we see every year a bad team beats a really good team all three games of a series. You never know when it's going to happen. I don't think it'll happen here. It's not very likely. But the fact that Monday got them a win only changes the probability of that happening based off what's going forward. It doesn't change what's going to happen on Tuesday or Wednesday other than, again, rounding error based off of what pitchers are used. That said... Uh, I'm on the Braves here, not because they can't get swept, or not because they can't lose two out of three. I don't know how Tuesday's games played out yet. I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon. I'm on the Braves because I think the price is good, just like I think it is on Tuesday, and that this ace team is still really bad. Monday's game being just a perfect storm of things. Uh, James Caprellian is terrible. He'll get the ball for Oakland. 8.45 ERA this season. Underlying metrics say it should be around six. Obviously, no pitcher lasts in the big leagues if their underlying metrics suggest their ERA should be around nine. But I mean, he's just really, really bad. And Jerry Schuster maybe getting it together for Atlanta. Obviously, a, a highly regarded prospect. Uh, struggled out the gate. Looking better here as he's been called back up. Uh, this Oakland offense, while it's not as bad as their relievers, is still below average. So this is you know, not a pitcher-friendly ballpark. It's a good time for him to keep that going. He's trending towards league average. He's better than Cap Caprellian for sure. Uh, so again, Braves in this one, minus 217 to B grade. Model says it should be minus 233 that they win this about 70% of the time. And if that's the case, a minus 217 is a smart investment, just like the big plus odds on Monday were a smart investment. Weather-wise, we're going to be around 60 degrees for this one. Uh, day game, you know, 1, uh, 12, 1230 uh, local time start. Uh, wind will be blowing out. Normally does at that ballpark, though. That's kind of baked into the park factor. 
um, maybe a little bit stronger than usual because it tends to die down for the night games and it doesn't die down really for the day game. So a few more runs than expected uh, because of that. And again, this Braves team might score 10 themselves. That's why I'm going over nine. Model says 9.8. I think Schuster can look decent here again against the subpar A's team but i just think the braves offense is going to have a field day like i said the ball carries a little bit better there in the day Wendell stays strong throughout the game rather than dying down good chance the braves score a ton of runs and mostly get there themselves you can take the braves team total over if you'd like as well instead of these uh if 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 you wanted to that's not a bad angle uh I, i'm not playing it personally because if i'm already on the braves i'm already in the over i'm kind of already invested in that anyway i'm already looking for them to score as much as they can so it's not really worth it for me to also play that. But if you're looking at different things, splitting your wagers up, if you like the team totals, Brave Team's total over, it's going to be a strong pick here. They should score a ton off of Oakland. And let's talk about there's so many bad relievers at Oakland. When things go south for them, it goes south in a hurry. And that's kind of what I see happening here in this one. What are the afternoon games to talk about here? 3.45 p.m. Eastern Pirates at the Giants. Going to start off with the pick on this one. The pick is under eight. Model projects 7.4. Mitch Keller versus Alex Wood, a pair of above average pitchers. Keller was great for us last year. He's looking great again this year. ERA right at three in advanced metrics. Say that is spot on with how he's done. Projects a little bit worse than that because he hasn't been this good historically, but he's having a great season and, and, and he's got a track record from last year of being a solid, dependable pitcher. I like backing him any chance I get Alex Wood. Same thing. Now, the thing with Wood is he's only had one start, I believe, this season, his most recent one, where he went more than five innings. Uh, had a little few injury issues. He is a guy that also gets his pitch count up, and they just have a short leash with him. For whatever reason, I'm not exactly sure why. I have some theories, but I'm not going to you know, spew them out here because I don't know the real reason. I haven't heard from the manager why, but they just always seem to have a really short leash on him. Giants bullpen, though, isn't bad, so it's not the end of the world if he has a short leash. Uh, Pirates offense still not very good. Um, kind of been talking about that. They, they look like they, maybe they were kind of breaking out of it here uh, you know, a week or so ago, and then now it's kind of back to what it was before. So I don't think they're quite as bad maybe as they've looked of late, but they're, but they're not good. And so you know, well below average offense. Um, the thing with Wood, though, the underlying metric suggests the area should be about a full run higher than it is. So don't look at this matchup and say it's a wash with regards to the starting pitchers. Mitch Keller is the better starting pitcher. I know their ERAs are similar, but the underlying metrics tell a very different story with that. Now that said, Alex Wood has a ton of historical data on him where he's been a much better pitcher than he's actually thrown this year. So I'm, I, I think that that gives him hope for bouncing back and you're bouncing back. You know, the pirates are the right offense to do it against. So I still have faith in wood, but it's, he hasn't been great this season. That last start was promising. And so again, this is one where if he's going to get it going, you expect a good start for him here. He's a guy that I roster in fantasy. Uh, and I, I am looking to play him in this spot. I'm, I'm concerned about how many innings he's going to go, but against this pirates offense, if you believe in him, you got to believe in him here. That said, there is a little bit of hesitation on my part to back the Giants because I think they're priced pretty well. And I just don't want to go too all in on Alex Wood because, again, he hasn't been great this season. So there's just a little bit of concern there. But I still think under eight's a smart pick. Model, like I said, model says 7.4. We're not going to get to 60 degrees for this game. It is a day game there. And so the same thing holds true as it will across the Bay in Oakland that the wind will not die down like usual. But in that park, the way it's built, 
who knows what the wind's going to do anyway. If it says, you know, it says it's out, but what does that even mean with the way that wind swirls around in there? So I'm not that concerned about it. Bottom line is this Giants offense is average, and I think Mitch Keller's better than that. This Pirates offense is below average, and I think Alex Wood's better than that. So I think the pitchers are going to have an edge throughout this one, so it's an under spot for me. I like a lot of overs here on Wednesday, but this is one where the under, I think, makes a lot of sense. And then to round it all out, you got two decent bullpens to, to finish us off. So under eight, the play here. With regards to the side, I'm seeing Giants minus 128 right now. That is exactly what the model makes it. So it's a break-even pick. Holding off before playing the side, I need a little bit better value, as I mentioned. I just don't want to go all in with Alex Wood unless the price is right. I don't think minus 128 is good enough. It's kind of a B-minus pick, C-plus pick, right on the edge of break-even according to the model. If you force me to, I'd play Giants minus 128, but I'm really looking for a minus 125, low minus 120. That's where I'm starting to get a little bit more excited, but I don't want to pay too much for price fading Mitch Keller either because he's been so good this year, which kind of just circles me back around to this under, I think is the smartest pick in this game. So the night game, 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Padres at the Marlins. Let's grab the Marlins here at plus 110, B-grade pick. So risking about a unit and a half to win a unit and a half. Model says it should be Padres minus 105 that they won 51% of the time. So this is pretty close to a coin toss game. Blake Snell averaging five innings per start, 504 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be higher than that. And he's maybe shown some signs a little bit as of late that he's maybe better than he was early, but I'm not really sure if that's accurate or if it's just squinting too hard. He hasn't looked good this year. Will he figure it out? I don't know. He has in years past. I'm just still not convinced that he's going to do it at this point. And according to the model, he's trending towards league average. That's where Braxton Garrett is. The difference is that Braxton Garrett's being treated as a league average pitcher. And I'm not sure we're quite there with Blake Snell yet. It would be a nice if he can figure it out. I'm always rooting for players, especially as they struggle to overcome that, but I'm just not sold on it yet. And the biggest thing is that Braxton Garrett's underlying metric suggests his ERA should be in the upper threes. It's almost a full one and a half better than the underlying metric suggests that Blake Snell should be. So I think we're getting the better pitcher potentially with Braxton Garrett model says it's about a wash. I think maybe Garrett might be the better pitcher pair of lefties here. And that helps the Marlins who are really right-handed heavy. A team we always talk about that should fare better against a lefty, given all the right-handed bats in their lineup. The Padres a little bit left-handed heavy. I think it's not going to do as well against lefty. So the offensive discrepancy here, if this is righty on righty is massive edge Padres, just with regards to how they should fare against righties. But with lefties, it's only small advantage pirate uh, Padres. And that makes, the Marlins a little bit more of appealing play. I think their bullpen is maybe a little bit better. Uh, kind of talk about the Padres back end solid, but the otherwise they aren't. And again, as kind of mentioned uh, here previously, the Padres, you got to look at which starter they have. Snell's not a guy you have a lot of faith in going seven innings and getting you to the back end of that bullpen. You have to assume that bullpen's going to be more prominently involved. And if that's the case, it's a little bit scarier if you're on the Padres. It makes the Marlins a little bit more appealing here. Model says that it needs to be plus 116 for an A grade. So we're not there yet, but if it does get a little bit higher, if money comes into the Padres, just keep an eye on that one. It might get to that A grade level. Uh, plus 115, I'd go ahead and pull the trigger. A lot of books, right, they, they do at fives and tens. So if, if you're holding there, I think plus 115 is going to have to fire away at an A grade. Not quite there yet. B grade, I still think it's worth the investment, even if it doesn't get there. It's a pretty coin tossy type game. Marlins at home against an underwhelming Padres team. A Padres team that I think is going to break out of it here at some point, but... It just doesn't set up to be that kind of game here. It doesn't set up for it with Snell on the mound for them, 
uh, with the lefty lefty thing talking about that doesn't really advantage them. Uh, and their bullpen still just really short on good arms. Uh, I think the Padres are going to be a team that has value going forward here. Cause I think they're going to get a little bit disrespected. I think they're probably better than they've performed, but, I don't think this is the spot for it. I think the Marlins are the right pick here at plus odds. I think it's a pretty solid investment. Total on this one is eight. Model says 8.6. I look over on this one. The reason I'm not jumping on the over yet is that the eight that I'm seeing is at like minus 125. I feel like, you know, they're basically at eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half is really a pass. If I can get eight at more reasonable odds, I'm jumping on that over. So if you're with us on Dub Club in the morning, I'll update. Uh, maybe later in the night, I'll update. If I see a good price, I'll lock that in and send that information out to everybody. But for now, I'm holding off and I'm not touching the total just because I don't want to play at eight and a half or eight with crazy juiced odds. 7 to 7 p.m. Eastern Brewers at the Blue Jays. Let's grab a big underdog here with the Brewers at plus 169. Why am I backing the Brewers here? I mean, I just want to keep fading Alec Manoa. I mean, nothing against the guy. Uh, He's just been terrible this year. 553 ERA, underlay metrics say it should be in the low sixes. It ain't pretty. Uh, and I just kind of want to keep fading him. Will the Brewers win? I have no idea. Uh, Julio Tehran now making his second start in what feels like a decade. It's been forever since I feel like he's pitched. Pretty decent his first time out. Will that hold here against the Blue Jays? It's a tough task. Blue Jays at home. I mean, that's a tough task. That's really all I can say. Uh, good luck to him. Right. But I think this is going to be a high scoring game and I don't really know who wins, but that's kind of my point and why I want the Brewers at plus 169 high scoring game. I don't know who wins. Give me those big plus odds and let's see if something fun happens. Right. Uh, we don't have to risk too much on it to get a nice little payout. Model says it should be Blue Jays minus 168 that they win 62.7% of the time. I don't know if Manoa is actually as bad as his underlying metrics suggest. That's probably too high. Uh, so uh, I'm on the Brewers here as long as it's a reasonable price here and around plus 170 is, I think, worth it. B grade value. If it gets to plus 187, that becomes an A grade. Nowhere near that yet. So you can hold off if you want. I don't think it's going to happen. I just think Brewers plus odds make sense. I'm not playing them on the run light at all because I think it's going to be a high scoring game. That makes it more likely that a team wins by more than one run. Again, I don't know who, but if I don't know, give me these plus odds every day of the week. I'm also on the over. Uh, over nine here. Minus 115 projected total according to the model is 10. Uh, Tehran, you know, when a guy misses this much time, you can't have a lot of faith in him. When any pitcher other than one of your top 10 guys is going against the Blue Jays, you can't have a lot of faith in him. And I have negative faith in Alec Manoa. So uh, I think it runs in this one. I like the over a lot. Uh, Don't know if they're going to open the roof here. Uh, It'll be a nice night. Uh, mid 70s to start upper 60s to close if i had to guess i'd say open uh does that really help anything no i'm just talking about it because we're here but i don't really think it matters in this case it's not like um there are a couple parks where open and close would really matter based off of what they can and can't do with do they have a heating system or a cooling system right like milwaukee of course not having um you know air conditioning is is a whole different story right but uh this one if they close the roof the temperature is going to be about the same as if they open it um, so like I said, I think it'll be open because of that, at least projecting right now, it will be a little warmer to start than if the roof was closed, but a little bit chillier to finish than if the roof was closed. So I think it's all going to balance out. Uh, so either way, whether it's open or closed, don't care. I don't think it really changes anything as opposed to some cases where it would, um, but it should be a nice night in Toronto, uh, expecting a lot of runs. Don't know who wins. That makes the plus odds appealing. And again, the over nine, a great investment. I'm not playing over nine and a half and over nine, definitely in on. 
And I like one for you here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Rockies at the Diamondbacks. Let's get another dog here. Uh, Tuesday, we feel like we played, I think we've got like 12 picks on Tuesday. You can sign up on Dub Club under a dollar day, get you all the picks. Um, I think of the 12 picks, I think 11 of them are favorites. I don't know. It's just the way the prices are. I don't make the prices, right? I, I make my own price, and then I see where there's value. And sometimes it's favorites, sometimes it's dogs, sometimes it's a mix. Got a lot of dogs here on Wednesday, so uh, hopefully uh, we get a little chalky on Tuesday. Hopefully the dogs are barking here for us on Wednesday. Plus 175. Um, Kind of lather, rinse, repeat what I just said. Who the heck knows what's going to happen with these two pitchers? So plus 175? Sure, why not? It's almost to an A grade. Model says plus 178 is A grade. Look, I'm going to tell you, though, given I have zero idea what's going to happen in this game and either one of these pitchers could absolutely blow up, I'm not really dying to make this an A grade, even if it gets to plus 180. I think you should be played. Uh, scaling wise, I'm not really interested in putting an extra little bit on it. Cause I just don't know this Rockies team. Isn't very good away from away from home. Um, there'd be a lot of runs. Diamondbacks are the better team in their home, but like with these two pitchers, who knows? And so I don't know. I think plus odds make sense. It's just, it's hard for me to really say a grade because I just don't know if there's value there. Cause I don't know what's going to happen in this game. So I think it's worth the investment, uh, but I don't want to go too heavy in it. Basically risking one unit to win two more or less here on the Rockies um, model says the Diamondbacks win this 61.6% of the time. And I'm telling you the, the, the bell curve on this one is flat as can be relatively speaking, because Tommy Henry for the Diamondbacks. um, you know, underlying metrics say ZRA should be around six. That's terrible. Uh, Denelson Lamette for the Rockies, underlying metrics say ZRA should be in the mid sixes. Now, that's only in 10 and two thirds innings pitch. He's been pitching out of the bullpen, which means he's probably not stretched out that long. He's probably not going to go very deep. When you get into the crappy Rockies bullpen, I mean, it's just going to be maybe one of these pitchers shows up. And honestly, if that's the case, this could be a 10 to one game. Uh, maybe they both show up. I don't think that's likely. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they both don't show up. That's probably more likely. That's why this total is 10. Because if they both show, don't show up, it's going to be, you know, four to four by the sixth inning. And, uh, you know, you're heading towards the over. So, you know, I don't know what these guys. What I will say to Nelson Lamette was one of the best pitchers in baseball for a, a year, two years. Um, injuries got him bad. And then the Padres rushed him back botched it i cannot say enough about how many times the padres have screwed up with pitchers with young pitchers with the mechanics and rushing i mean the padres screwed up probably need two hands to count them in the last five years uh Nelson limits one of them which is unfortunate because he was so good has he been able to find it with colorado no can he sure it, it's there in the past now can his arm hold up i have no idea um so far not good so I'm not really counting on it, but part of the allure of the Rockies to me is, Hey, if he kind of strings it together for three or four innings, good innings. And then, you know, the Rockies get a nice little three, nothing lead. That doesn't mean they've won, but it means we got a chance at plus 175. So kind of the point here and, and this one in the Brewers both is there's just going to be a lot of chaos here in some of these games on Wednesday, I think. And you take both of them and Hey, if one of them wins. You've made a lot of profit. Um, and if not, you haven't really risked that much. That's why I like the scaling the way I do it here. Cause I don't know these two teams, the Diamondbacks are a better team, but with Tommy Henry in the mound, that's not good for them. Um, but the Rockies, it's just not usually good in general. So, uh, I just think plus 175 is too much. Uh, so that's, that's who I'm backing with the B grade. I'm not touching the total model says 10.3. Uh, so model would go over 10 if you had to, if it plays out like I think the over is going to hit because this is, this has like six to five written all over it or, or more. That being said, you know, either one of these pitchers could find it for a bit. And like I said, then it becomes, you know, 
eight to one type game. And then we don't quite get there. So I'm not playing the over. There's just way too much variability. It's too high. I play over nine. We're never going to see it. Um, so at 10, I'm passing personally, but if you like it, if I would not play the under whatsoever in this one. So if you're going to play a total in this one, go for it on the over. You have my blessing and not that you need it, but you've got it. Um, I just don't personally want to invest in it myself because I just, this game just kind of makes me want to barf to be completely honest. Um, weather-wise, another situation where I don't know what they're going to do with the roof. I'm guessing it's going to be a close to start open to finish, but they only have so many more nights they can keep the roof open in Arizona. So they might just keep it open for the whole thing. We're going to be in the low eighties to start. Is that going to be too hot for them or not? I'm not really sure, especially considering at BP, it's going to be, you know, mid upper eighties. So maybe that's just going to be too hot and they, they keep the roof closed. So I'm really 50, 50. I have no idea on this one. If that's the, and that's the other reason I'm not touching the total is that if the roof is open in this one, that's going to help because those low 80 temperatures, the ball's going to fly a little bit better. The upper seventies throughout most of this game ball's going to fly a little bit better. And, and that's what I said. I think the, there's a chance it opens up at some point because you like to, you, if you have a retractable roof, in the South, you like to open it up, right? You know, not to get too tangent here, but you know, Vegas for whatever crazy reason, is proposing building a retractable roof stadium. I don't know how often they're going to be able to open it, but you have to imagine they're going to, if they're doing it, they're going to want to open it a bunch because it's got a nice skyline view. Right. And, and that's the thing you want to do. You like the open air. So you're going to try to do it right more than twice a year. So if, if, if that's how they feel in Arizona, they won't open it up. I, that's, you know, that's where I get that protected total of 10.3. If they close the roof, that's, you know, get the AC running temperature, not quite as hot ball, not flying as much. I still don't think 10 is a bad total and I'm not going under it, but that over loses even more value. So something to keep an eye on there on the total. Uh, you'll probably know about the roof two to three hours at a time. You can find that information on Twitter. You don't have to have a Twitter account to find information on Twitter. You just go to the website and just search. That's how I find a lot of information. So in the, in the teacher man, the fish vein, uh, that's how you can kind of find out about that. So, you know, if, if it's open, I'm a little bit more excited about the total. If not, I, I like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play the under, uh, but I'm just, I'm just not excited about it enough about the over. I, I just think that playing the Rockies here makes sense because who the heck knows in a game that, that is going to be as ugly as this one probably is. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content provided on this channel shoved right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.